What's going on, Sports World? It's your boy, Big June, man. Here with another episode of the Smokers Lounge, where sports discussions become sports debates and so on and so on, man. Well, we'd like to welcome you to the month of May. Hopefully this month brings you nothing but love, peace, and happiness. Stay home, stay safe. For all our central workers out there on the front line, risking it at all. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, man. Like, you know, the other day I got my job and shit because I went back to work. And we was talking about gambling. So I'm brought up the last time I won a ticket, which was in the NFL playoffs. And thanks to Tom Brady getting knocked off by the Tennessee Titans, your boy Big June collected 1786 the next day. So, you know, people play DraftKings and other websites on online gambling. But where I'm from, you know, we go to the bookie spot. You play your numbers, you know, you get your sheet, you look on what's on the matchups, who's playing, and, you know, whatever sport you into. At the time, if it's baseball, you know, they got baseball. They got all matchups. They got Caribbean leagues, if you're into that. But basically, you know, when you get into the baseball, you know, you take a team. You know, let's say uh, the Texas Rangers are playing the Seattle Mariners. And uh, basically, they're in Seattle. So Seattle's the favorite. But with that, it's like not really a spread. But then you see a number next to it. And that number indicates the over and under total scores, the runs that they're going to score combined, you know, between both teams. So let's say, you know, it's nine. And you happen to take Seattle with the over. So, you know, at nine, they have to score at least nine to push. I'll get into the push in a minute. But they need ten to win the game because that's over. So, you know, let's say the score is uh, 5-4, Seattle. Okay, you won the game because Seattle won the matchup overall. But you pushed on the outcome of the over and under. Because remember, the over and under was nine. So, you didn't go over nine. But you didn't go under nine, so you pushed. Now, I didn't know that. At one time, I was betting like four games with the overs and unders. So, you know, it happened to me. I took a team, and then this, this overall score was like eight or nine. So I took them with the over. And the team that I picked, they won. And the score was a push. So, you know, your boy Big June, he didn't know. So I threw the ticket away. Whatever. So I was in a phase at that time where I like to do those bets. Four games, overs and unders, try to make at least two grand. Boom, it happens to me again. But listen, let me break it down to you. It happens to me three times. Three p- tickets that I ripped up. I never bothered to go to the bookie spot. I never asked nobody. Yo, listen, do you think I won? I paused. Yo, look at this bullshit. Nothing. I'm just taking it, taking it at the feet in stride, disgusted, ripping the ticket up. Whatever. Now, I do it again. Now, this time, I'm home, standing out. I'm in front of the house on the stairs. I'm sitting down, smoking a cigarette. I'm looking at the ticket. I'm disgusted, you know. So, I'm about to rip it up. And I don't know, you know, what, what possessed me, but thank God I did. So, I was like, yo, you know what? I, I got to let off some steam. Fuck it. I called my boy. I said, yo, boom. Yo, you, you can't believe this shit. Yo, check this out, B. Matter of fact, I screenshotted it and sent it to him. So, I sent him my ticket. He hits me back, like, yo, I hope you ain't rip it up. You ain't throw it away, right? I'm like, why? Nah, I still got the shit. He's like, yo, I'm going to call the spot. Blah, blah, blah. I think you won. I'm like, yo, stop playing with me, man. There's no way. I told you, man. Look, they were supposed to go. I took the over. They didn't go over. Oh, whatever. He calls. 
hits me back. Yo, the dude said go over there. You won. All right, so, you know, I'm still skeptical. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not thinking I won. I get to the spot. I hand the guy the ticket. He looks at it, looks at the clipboard, circles the number, and starts counting money. Boom. He gives me a total of 900. So now I break it down. Like I said, I did that same ticket numerous times, and I threw away three tickets for the same outcome as this one I just collected 900 from. So I basically, your boy Big June threw away 2,700. Right? Okay. So boom. The baseball, you know, you could also do strikeouts. Like at one time, I was stuck on the strikeouts. Strikeouts is being like, let's say the Mets and Yankees is playing, and you got Tanaka versus Syndergaard. So when you get into the pitching matchup, you look, let's say Tanaka is at a four and a half, or five and a half, let me give him five and a half, and your man Thor is at six and a half or seven, right? Those numbers indicate whether they're the strikeouts, are they going to go over that or are they going to go under that? That's for you to decide. So now, I'll give you an example. Let's say I take Tanaka, because you know I am a Yankee, I'm riding out. I take Tanaka, five and a half strikeouts. So I need him to get six, right? We're losing the game, 4-2, top of the fifth, but he has six strikeouts and they pull him. Guess what? I won that matchup because remember, I'm not betting on the overall outcome of the game. I'm betting on the overall strikeouts. Now, I took him with the over. You feel me? So now, if he doesn't get six, if he's stuck at five and he can't escape that last inning, and Aaron Boone comes, gets him, and calls the bullpen, and he's stuck at five, remember, I'm done. Because it was five and a half, and I took the over. So that half a point, which is the half a strikeout, cost me money. Now, if, let's say he's losing three zip, but he struck out seven in the three innings, guess what? I could care less if he loses that game, because now he has seven strikeouts. That's what I wanted. Remember, I took him over with the strikeouts. So, okay, again, like, you know, let's say Philly is playing uh, the Marlins and you're confident because, you know, Philly's riding a four-game winning streak and Bryce Harper's hot, so Miami's bottom basement, so you figure they, they're going to do, do them dirty. Um, they're going to blow them out. All right, cool. You figure every game is a blowout. So now you're taking a run line. Now, a run line is basically you're guaranteeing for Philadelphia to win by a point and a half, which equals two points. So let's say you're expecting them to blow them out. Listen, the score's going to be at least 5-1. They're covering. Okay, you feel good. So now, so you feel so good and so feel confident with Philadelphia. You know what? You know what? Matter of fact, I feel good like that. I'm going to up up the ante. I'm taking them with the super run line. Now, super run line. You're guaranteeing for a win as well as run line, but now you're guaranteeing it by two and a half. So basically, you're saying, listen, I know they're going to spank them. Pencil it in. I'm telling you right now, Philly's going to win 7-2. If they win 7-2 with the super run line, obviously you're covered because you're going to guarantee the win by three. So they win by five runs. That means you're covered. Now, if you took the over on that game and the over was nine or nine and all right, let, let's, let me give you two. You're right. If it was nine and a half and you took the over on that game, you're lost. And basically your ticket is done. And I'm going to tell you why. 
Because as soon as you took Philadelphia with the game in the over, you needed Philadelphia and Miami to combine to score 10 points or more, 10 runs. So by them winning 7-2, it's an equal points of nine altogether. So the nine is under nine and a half. So the half a point cost you the victory. But if you took them with the over, and to say the score was 8-2 or 7-3, obviously Philadelphia covered super run line because they won by four, and the combined score was 10, so they went with the over. So you win both games right there, two matchups right there for one. Philadelphia with the over. They covered on both. Your ticket goes on, and hopefully you can collect the next day. Right? It's tricky sometimes because depending on the sport, you know, like football. If your team is losing by 13 or 17, it's going to be hard for that team to come back. Especially if that other team has a good running game and they will continue to run the ball and they will continue to run out the clock. There's nothing much you could do. So, like, you really have to break it down and pick your poison if you want to choose it that way. By do you want to take the over or do you want to take the under on the combined score depending on the matchup, depending on what offense it is, who's the quarterback behind the center. Let's say it's uh, New Orleans versus Green Bay. So you expect it to be a shootout because, okay, both of them got poor offenses, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, so-so defenses. So you expect it to be high octane. So you would say, let's say you take New Orleans with the over. Now New Orleans is giving Green Bay four and a half. So you took New Orleans four and a half minus. So you're taking them. That's the favorite. They have to win by five or more for you to win that game. You also took them with the over. So now they say the combined scores are 57 and a half. Between both teams, are they going to score 57 and a half? Well, you're feeling they are because they got Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers on one side and you got Drew Brees here on the other side. So you expect it, both teams are going to score points, pulling offenses, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, okay? So now I'm going to give you an example because this is what happened to me one day. So I did five games with the overs and unders, a combined of 10 games. I went all out. Your boy Big June, you know, he felt good that Sunday. So I take the New York Giants over the Carolina Panthers. This is the E-line. Um, probably won a championship around that time. So I took the Giants with the over. Giants start blowing them out. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the other scores. My other scores is over. Boom. So I'm like, oh, shit. This is the last one. I'm down to the last game. It's Eli, Cam Newton. Giants are handling their business, blowing them out. By halftime, I got my hands behind my back. feel like I got a victory cigar in my mouth already. If I'm looking at my number, this shit is almost 15,000 and I'm about to win. Right? I get to the third quarter. Giants continue blowing them out. But now, I'm not looking at that spread. I'm looking at the over and under. Because remember, I took the over on the game. So yeah, they're blowing them out, but the Panthers are not scoring. So I figured, you know, I needed five points. I'm like, if I get two field goals or I get a garbage touchdown late in the fourth quarter, it's over. It's a done deal. Your boy Big June's about to collect fi- almost 15 grand. I'm open. I'm playing the TV casually by the third quarter. You know, by the fourth quarter, I'm by the TV. I'm, I'm begging somebody. I'm screaming at the TV. Come on. What the fuck? Your niggas ain't going to score. Nobody wants to score now. Yo, this is a conspiracy. Nah, nah, nah. All right, whatever, man. By the time Eli Manning took the knee, after the two-minute warning and the Carolina Panthers could not stop the clock, your boy Big June was about to start crying, man. Like, if I wasn't in my boy's crib and, yo, the magnitude of how I felt that right there in that moment, like, everything was crazy. My head was pounding. I just, 
I was five points away from winning $14,467. $14,467. Yeah, it gets no crazy. Like, this game has a lot of ups and downs. And my friend, Sports World, there's a lot more losing than winning. But there's come opportunity in times where you get to shine. And everything falls your way. But that day, I'm like... Wow, and football, you know, anybody will tell you, it's hard to get a football ticket. I mean, it's very hard. Because, you know, it's so competitive and you never know. Anything can happen. So it's just like, wow, I'm down to the last game. I'm down to five points. Like, wow. And then, boom. Just like that, it's over. You know, in every game, like, you know, you have your heartbreaks. And that's like, you know, you pick your poison. That's how it is. You play the game, man. Like in the NBA, you know, got some heartache in that too. Like with NBA, it's similar to football with the two numbers. Like if you got the Knicks playing the Lakers, obviously the Lakers, you know, are the far superior team. <coughs> Excuse me. If the Lakers are playing in LA, you figure the spread to be at least 13, 14. Now it's up to you to decide are the Knicks going to come to play that night? Because we all expect them to lose, but are they going to cover? You see, that's the thing. Like, when you take the Knicks plus 13 and a half, plus 14 and a half, whatever the number is, I'm making it up. They're giving you two ways out, two opportunities of winning. Because if the, Lake, the Knicks could win the game, miraculously, you know, they win that game. You win that ticket as far as that game, as far as that game, excuse me. Because, remember, they were plus, so they were underdogs. Now, however, if the Lakers win a close one, well, let's say they win by 10 or 11. Remember, the spread is 13 and a half. So if the Lakers win by 13, you won by a half a point. But if the Lakers lose, they win big, obviously by 14, 15, 20, they, you're done. You're done. But say, let's say it was 14. Because I've seen that happen. You know, late, other team trying to dribble out the clock. And you're like, yo, you know what? Just put your hand up. Even though they don't care, they really shake hands and hug it out, yeah, yeah, and go to the locker room and all that, take a shower. You, as a better, you're like, no, play that defense. This is my ticket. This is my ticket. And you see him chuck up a shot and he hits it? Like, what? So now she went from 12 to 14. There goes your ticket. Boom, just like that, you're done. The number be crazy. But the beauty about basketball as far as the money, you know, if your team is down by 15, 16 minutes early in the game, you expect your team to make a run and have defensive stops along the game. At least in swings in basketball, every team has a run. In football, you know you're done by you're down by 21, 17, unless you're the Patriots or one of these high explosive teams like the Kansas City, and you expect them to come back, then that's a different story. But in basketball, you know, they could be down by 21 minutes, and next you know they're up by three late in the game, and that's how the game goes sometimes. So sometimes, you know, you got to look at the score, look at the team, see what they do on the road, look at the matchups, see the streak, see how it is. Because I'm going to give you an example. You know, one time I took the Portland Trailblazers, and I, and I think they were playing Memphis. You know, that's when they had Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. And, you know, they were a perennial playoff team at that time. So Memphis was giving Portland like six and a half, seven and a half. It was a crazy number. So I'm like, yo, this number's too good to be true. You know, at that time, Portland still had LaMarcus Aldridge, Young Dame. Yeah, they were a playoff team as well. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I feel good with this. I'm taking Portland. Uh, whatever. So I'm looking at the NBA's 
TV and I'm looking at the scores, I'm looking at my scores and I'm looking at my ticket. And I'm like, damn, yo, Portland's getting spanked. I'm like, wow, like nothing is going right for Portland in the first half. Everything is Memphis, all Grizzly. So I'm like, holy shit, you know, I'm there, I'm mad. Come on, and my son's sitting next to me. So he's like, bah, he ain't looking too good right now. So I'm like, you know what, man? You ain't got to go to school tomorrow, man. You do me a favor. Matter of fact, do yourself a favor. Get out my face. So whatever, you know, I take my grumpy ass to bed as well. Wake up the next day, thank God for waking me up. And I go check the scores. I throw a sports center on. I grab my ticket. I knew the outcome of some of the scores already, but I just wanted to, you know, verify. So I'm going through the rundown. I look, I'm like, bomb, I got this one, I got that one, I got that one. And I remember the Portland game. So I'm like, fuck, you know what? They had to come back. They ain't going to go out like that. Come on, they ain't going to do me dirty like that. They going to do June dirty like that? Boom, sure enough, not only did Portland come back, they won the game. They won the game. They won me $947 that night. Four. Fourth quarter rally for the ages. Like when I seen the highlights, I was so ecstatic. I like I was on my way to work with a big cheesy smile. I felt like the Joker from Batman. That's how wide my grin from the smile was. And I told my son, I said, you know, it's early, man. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Basketball's different from football. So boom. You know. Basketball, you could take the overs and unders combined. That's for both teams scoring. Obviously, you figured it's going to be in the 200s, depending on the team. 207, 204, 205 and a half combined. You decide whether both teams are going to score that or not. Then you break it down. Are they good defensively? How they've been shooting the last couple of games? How they playing in the last 10 games overall? How they doing on the road? And, you know, you take everything to account and you make your decision from there. A basketball, you know, like that ticket that I hit the 947 for, you could also do a matchups as far as like player matchups. Let's say, like, like I said, the Lakers are playing the Knicks. Let's say you have, uh, I'm just giving you an example. We have RJ Barrett going up against LeBron. So, you, obviously, most people are going to sway towards LeBron and figure him to have the better game. Rightfully so. So, you take LeBron. <coughs> he balls out, boom, whatever, you win the matchup. You could also do it by, again, you know, like I said, Lakers and Knicks playing. So you figure LeBron will be on the spread for his total in points, rebounds, and assists. So you could also go that route if you don't feel confident with the point spread for the overall game. But you feel confident with LeBron going off tonight against the Knicks and their horrendous defense. So you take LeBron with the over on the points and say it's 26 and a half. You figure he's going to drop 30 on them, right? He's also going to get a triple-double. So if his assist is nine and a half, you figure he's going to go over to get the 10 to get the assist, the, the triple-double. Also with the rebounds, his rebound total might be anywhere from nine and a half to 10 and a half. LeBron's a good rebounder. I'm taking him with the over. So now I just took LeBron with the over on three. Those are three picks for your game, for your ticket. So now when you don't need to go for the overall game, you can also take the scoring. And depending on who it is, the matchup, say like it's Phoenix versus Minnesota, you know, obviously they're going to have Carr Anthony Towns there, probably for the scoring and the rebounds. They say his score is 24 and a half and 11 and a half on the rebounds. You know, you decided well. He's going up against Aiton, the young kid from Phoenix, and Phoenix is a horrendous defense, and he should be able to get off. So you figure you're going to take him with the over on both. 
right? The things about the rebounding sometimes that is tricky, because remember a lot, of, especially for big men, you know, if they get into foul trouble, you know, they missing chunks of the game, so they not might be able to cover that number that you pick. So you know, it's tricky as far as them going rebounds and all that. And the assist, you know, if, if the guy's not a guy who distributes the ball, it's not in the essence of a true point guard, let's say like a Chris Paul or Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook, and them guys get almost triple-doubles nightly, so you expect them to get their average numbers. Don't take the over on the assist because now you want this guy to pass the ball, pass the ball, and he wants to get off like he's Trey Young Steve, or Stephen Curry. You, you know, you're not going to cover the number. So, you know, with the average for the score, like sometimes, like, I'm going to give you the perfect example. You know, me and my friends, we used to get sucked in by um, Andre Iguodala when he was a 76er. Because his number would be so low, but that was their best player, their best scorer. How was this guy not scoring 10 and a half points? How many times did he duke us out of fucking money? Like, numerous times we took Iguodala, 10 and a half, 10. <laughs> this dude to have... Everything he'll fill the stat sheet, but would not get you 10 11 points. Like, are you serious? Like, you know, again, another time, a friend of mine, you know, we put a we could put a couple of dollars in together, and so we took Paul Pierce with over his was like 19 and a half, 18 and a half, something like that. You know, Paul Pierce is getting it off the first half, he has six, finished that first half with 16 points. So, you know, me and my boy, we feeling good. We're like, yeah, this dude, right? Here, you know, that's the truth. Can't stop this guy. He's the truth. You know, come fourth quarter to feed him the ball, isolation plays, he'll draw a couple of fouls, get some points from the free throw line, boom, whatever. That's that's how we think, and that's the scenario playing out in my head. Here comes the fourth quarter. Your boy Paul Pierce attempts three shots. If that doesn't draw not one foul, wasn't in foul trouble himself. So he didn't miss no minutes like that. He played the entire fourth quarter. The game was still competitive. It was never a blowout that they could sit him down and had that luxury. Would you believe your boy Paul Pierce, a.k.a. The Truth, could not score four fucking points more the entire game? Like he knew we needed four more points and we was on our way to collect. Like, are you serious? (coughs) Shit was crazy. Like, think about it. Paul Pierce, you could just feed him the ball late in the post, in the fourth quarter, in the post. And he'll pick you apart. He'll draw the foul. The guy can hit threes. Has a perimeter play. You expecting this guy, one of your best players on the team, as far as scoring-wise overall, not going to screw buckets? Yeah, you know, sometimes you have the days where, you know, dudes are off. They're off. It happens. You can't control it. You figure, yo, this guy's solid. He should be able to hold me down. It happens. Some nice, you know, you get into foul trouble. The matchup wasn't, didn't swing his way. Whatever, he had a bad time shooting the rock. Okay. It happens. That's part of the game. So, you know, me, I, I'm a competitor. So, I look, I look every way try to win. You know, like, I don't even care if I know the sport like that. Like, hockey, I'm not familiar with it like that. But I do know this. And so my system has won me money as far as hockey goes. The better team's going to win half the time. You decide whether it's going to be run line or not. See, like with hockey, that run line spread number could go crazy. So I'm, I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, the New York Islanders are going to Washington to face the Capitals. You know, two good teams, two playoff teams. 
but they're in DC, so the capital's uh, minus 160. But you know that the Islanders match up good and give them fits. So you could put, take it two ways. You could play it out two ways. You could take it as far as Islanders with the run line saying that it's going to be a competitive game and they're not going to lose by two goals, right? Or you could take the Islanders for the straight win, knowing that they are a good matchup and they give the Capitals fits. So you take them knowing your history, you studying and all that. You take the Islanders with the straight win. Now your money goes up because now you're guaranteeing for the Islanders to win. Remember, they went from underdogs to straight guaranteeing the victory. Makes your money go up. More of a gamble, right? It paid out for me numerous times. And it blew up in my face numerous times. That's part of the game. However, if I feel that it's going to be a close game, but I feel Washington's going to win, obviously I'm going to swing towards the Islanders because underdogs give you two ways of winning, right? So here's two examples. If I go straight run line regular as far as the Islanders, that means I'm getting, I'm taking the goal and a half that they're giving me. So if the Islanders lose 3-2 in, in, regular, in regulation, I win. Because remember, it's a goal and a half. So I still got a half a goal. Like I say, a half a point means everything. Same scenario, half a goal in the hockey world. Or if Islanders lose in overtime, now check it out. If it's tied at 2-2 and you took the Islanders with the regular one line of a goal and a half, you automatically won the game once you go into overtime. Remember, there's only one goal that's needed to win in overtime. So automatically, that half a goal got you a victory. So you, you could care less if the Islanders win in overtime unless you're truly a fan of them and you want them to win that game. Because, again, with the run line, underdog, overtime, you win all the time. That's one of the perks of hockey if you take the run line. It's a lot of times, depending on the point spread, your money won't be there, but you might feel more safe and secure betting that way. Ow. However, if you take money line, like I suggested earlier, and the Islanders lose 3-2, obviously you lose. And even if they go into overtime, you still don't have the security blanket of the half a goal. So... They have to win the game outright. In overtime, okay, now you have you still have life, but they have to score that goal. That red light has to swing your way in order for you to get that victory if you go money line. So, you know, depending on the sport and how you feel about it, it's always good to study up and get your numbers because it's a numbers game and strikeouts. You got to look at the pitcher, what he's done in his last five starts. Or if you're going football, you got to look at this team, how they do on the road. Are they a West Coast team? Could they play in the cold weather? Are they indoors? How do they, you know, that's not a top 10 defense. Those Everything comes into consideration when you're betting. You're looking for the edge. You're looking for the up. So you're trying to get the up on something. You know, like if you feel like, you listen, man, this dude is raping it right now. You can't miss. All right, cool. Then you go with that. It's not guaranteed. But you go with that because you feel good with that. Okay. Like, at one time, I was riding Denver Booker for the guy from Phoenix Suns. The kid was dropping 30 or better for like seven out of his last eight, nine games. So I'm high. This guy's hot. He comes down to Brooklyn, facing the Nets. I take him with the over. I can't remember the over, but it had to be like 26 and a half, 27 and a half. Again, he was hot. So... Gets to the fourth quarter. It's a competitive game. 
he's on the court. You know, I'm, you expecting that's their best player. He's going to take the most, most, most of the shots. Devin Booker puts up four shots. Two in the beginning of the fourth quarter and two with, one, with a less than one minute left. He hits back-to-back threes, teases me, gives me life. I'm down to two points or two and a half points that I needed. So I needed one more three from him. Again, remember, this game is still competitive. It's up for grabs on the road. You got Ricky Rubio taking the chunk of the shots, the bulk of the shots late in the fourth quarter. Not even the, the young big man they drafted with the first pick the other time, the other year. Not Devin Booker, your best player on the team overall. Not Kelly Oubre, but Ricky Rubio. Like, I swore that Devin Booker knew I needed those points in order for me to win that money. Like, how did the best player does not take the most crucial shots you need? But this guy teases you in his back-to-back threes. With a minute, less than a minute left. Tease me, gave me life. I'm looking at my ticket like, holy shit, yo, I'm alive. I'm like, yo, this guy here, you know, I'm boom. And for him, and Phoenix won the game. They end up winning the game. Devin Booker takes the last two threes with the, with the minute, like I said, and doesn't take another shot for the remainder of the game. Doesn't draw a foul to go to the free throw line. Your best player, your best shooter, your best free throw shooter. Nothing, nothing. So I'm just like, holy shit. I'm in a barber shop. You know, I look at my boy, my barber, and I look at him. He looks at me, and I'm like, what can we do? You know, that's part of the game. You know, we lost so many games so many times. It's just like, you know, that's how it is, man. It's a numbers game. You got to break it down. But just because you break it down, I mean, it's guaranteed for you to win. Like, you could buy points. You could you could do whatever you want to do. It's not going to guarantee you a victory as far as the money. You know, it's been heartbreaking every sport. You know, you got walk-offs in football. You got your team that you took by four and a half, and you look at the second quarter, and they're losing by 20. Like, <laughs> you might as well rip your ticket up right then and there. Football's a hard sport for you to come back. And again, if you took the over on the team and the team is getting blown out, you expect for the other team to run the ball. So there's no way for them to complete that task of scoring points. Like, how do they cover for me? Please, you're begging with them, but for no avail. And this betting world is very cruel. And half a point means everything, man. Half a brings you joy, gives you fucking hell. I've been on both sides. I felt it. I felt the pain. I'm going to give you another one right here, right? You know, like sometimes when you feel you got a, a ticket that can't lose, so you might want to, you know, dub it. Or you know how people say, like, you, you'll go to another spot and put the same game in, you know. Like one time I had just, I think I just came out on bail or something like that. Man, I had a few dollars, so I put a ticket in. So I did all West Coast games. So it's 10 o'clock or later. So I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't be scoreboard watching on my phone and shit like that. So when I wake up the next morning to go to work, I look, I won. Came out to like eight and change. Now here's the part where I mentioned the dub and the ticket. Prior to me putting in my first ticket, I walked across another by another bookie spot. So I'm like, you know what? Every time I put a ticket here, I never win. I don't got it like that. Fuck them. I'm going over here. So I go to the other bookie spot where I'm comfortable if I've won there before. I've collected. So I go over here. Boom. I put the ticket in. Now I'm walking back. 
I'm passing the old book, other bookie spot again. Now I'm like, you know what? It's about time these niggas pay the fuck up, man. Y'all niggas been past due. Y'all owe me. I go in. I'm about to lay another ticket. The same games I picked in the other bookie spot. And son, tell me, y'all, you know why you don't chill? Because, you know, you ain't got it like that. Right now, the situation ain't good. So I don't put the ticket in. Like I said, I end up winning. Could have been more money, but you know, sometimes when you get greedy, you know, turns out everything wrong blows up in your face, man. But anyway, man, sports world, man, I hope I gave you some insight and, you know, a little something for y'all to think about as far as the gambling world, man. Your boy Big June, man, Smokers Lunch, man. I love y'all, man. One.